Hello and welcome to the But Is It Gay podcast. We are Ariane and China, and together we watch way too much gay stuff. But sometimes we also need to ask the real question when someone tells us to watch something. The question that we should all ask: But is it gay? With this podcast, our goal is to answer that question for us and people like us. From obvious shows and movies to the not so obvious, we want you to create the best cue possible and watch everything that is gay. Our hope with this podcast is to create something where we can talk everything and nothing, whether you've seen it or not. We want you to feel like you're part of this. So, without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back. Um, this week we are going to talk about queer horror. And um, this week we also have a guest with us. Yeah. Yay. Um, our guest is Alex. Um, he is a writer, screenwriter. He's also a queer horror fan. So Alex, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Hello, I'm Alex. Thank you for having me on, guys. Of course. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely love horror in general. But, um, you know, as a queer person, I obviously want more representation and lean more towards those. Um, and yeah, I also want to be, I'm an aspiring screenwriter who wants to specialize in horror and queer stories in general. So thank you for having me on for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm, guys, I'm excited for this episode. I'm very excited. <laughs> this is also my uh, love- podcast debut. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, okay, I'm going to preface this. I am not a horror fan. Um, <laughs> I like horror, but I'm also scared of everything. Mm, um, yeah. I do watch horror because... Two of my best friends, including Alex, uh, are horror fanatics, so I am forced to watch stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're As still trying to get me to watch Midsummer, and I'm like pushing it to not. <laughs> One day. I feel like you, you would have a good time watching yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I would have a panic attack. <laughs> like, no spoilers, but it's not, it's not like terribly scared china i was scared of the scorpion king okay well that okay <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot no. you know what you're gonna eat midsummer up that is for like honestly i went into that that's for the gays and girlies like yeah. <laughs> it, it, honestly yeah it's, it really is it's like very empowering to i feel no i don't know it's you know what we'll watch it one day and we'll have a discussion yeah. then we'll have a discussion then <laughs> Uh, just don't go into it watching it as like while you're in a relationship you have to see it single (laughs) are you gonna be looking at your partner like "Mm, do i really spoilers do i really want you around (laughs) it might actually turn you off from dating in general so you know it will go into it soon (laughs) (laughs) while we're still in lockdown yes oh yes very (laughs) (laughs) okay well queer horror in general thoughts brilliant but brilliant. not a lot of it but not <laughs> no. a lot of it I, I think it's getting better oh definitely it, it is but like honestly i mean even looking back on queer horror in general it's all queer coded it's very and i feel like a lot of it actually does come from like like i would say even vampires i feel like i find you find queer mm. horror mostly in vampires which is yes. makes sense because i feel like the idea of a vampire is very fluid in general it's also very sexualized um, yeah. yeah it's yeah. very yeah it's very sensual um but yeah like even like when i think of queer horror it's so funny i think of the lost boys like, Ooh, <laughs> I go right the classic there. yes yeah like, i watched that in high school they made us watch this and i was like why are we watching this in class because, like, yeah. even, like, the way that they dress was very, oh like, God, yeah. 
It's like like limp wrist, like giving you that kind of vibe. But even though they were very like in your face, very aggressive, it was just like, mm, I don't oh. know. I feel like you're a little fruity here. A little, a, a little, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and also, queer horror has to do a lot with like a lot of the writers who write queer, uh, who oh write God, horrors yeah. are queer. Like, it's look at true. Scream. Look Clyde, at like, yeah, Clay Barker as well, or Clyde Barker. Yeah. Um, like I think it's. And also, like, there's a new generation of it. Like, look at Freaky, which was Ooh, really yeah. queer. Like, mm-hmm. which was and, a nice surprise. Like, that was an actual really, really good movie. Yes, it was like actually one I felt that got representing or representation right um, mm-hmm. in a few aspects. Um, but also, I I liked because I don't know when you even like in slashers, I find like the way they write queer characters is they're always like they, I mean they're the token on the side. They're like yeah. very expendable. I- and it was nice to see even, like, a very femme-gay character be, like, very powerful and very outspoken yes. and very, like, final girl material. Mm-hmm. They were all The thing about that cast was they were all final girl material. Or just they final were, person. yeah. They yeah. truly were. Which is refreshing. It's, yeah. I think that's a problem with queer horror that I have a lot is that, like, the queer character, which any movie it is, really, is always disposable. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's getting better where, like, we're having queer horror be about queer people um and not like just a gay best friend that dies mm-hmm. first yeah and i also find that like even like i find that it's always been like the butt of the joke or even like i feel like it's always the repressive jock who's like comes out at some point in the mm-hmm. movie especially in, like beast yeah. and like a lot of like earlier 2000s films as well and it's like, and they're always awful characters. <laughs> like, yeah. And the worst part is I root for them anyway, because who else am I supposed to root for? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's funny that you mention that because um, it's more like an animated like kind of horror film for kids. Um, but I think the, the movie's called Paranorman. Yes. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot the character's name, but I saw a clip yesterday where it was like what's the best like straight bait um because the jock character (laughs) yeah he's like oh yeah yeah, my boyfriend look he's gonna love that and it's like it's like you don't see you don't see that often where you have like this jock character that's actually like very gay very like secured in in the gayness especially in horror i feel like it's always like a very like feminine yes person that's like very like um you know you're they're gonna die oh yeah sadly it's it's honestly the characters like the urban dictionary definition of what people think gay people are like and they just kind of throw it into a film (laughs) without even writing or thinking (laughs) they just go on urban dictionary it's like this (laughs) literally and it's like they just throw that in there they're like there's also like the trope of uh like the queer character being the murderer that i'm over it oh yeah like and it's always a stupid ass reason and i'm like no over it Um, I think it's getting better in terms of that where like the murderers are not this like they actually have good reasons now Mm -hmm. but even then like yeah it's like we we can have like queer characters that are the murderers but like I feel like it has to make sense you know like if if the villain is queer don't make the reason why he's a villain because he's queer yeah or or because they're in love with the main character or something and they'll do anything for the main character like i'm like yeah like you're like i don't know it's just too much like you're that repressed that you have to fall for your it's like also like 
falling for your straight friend trope and all this and it just puts a violent aspect to it Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. no reason (laughs) especially when it's like women because like oh women yeah like (laughs) there's always like this you know sadly a bad stereotype that lesbians especially are like you know these predators so when you add like, bisexual women yeah, yeah like when you add that like stereotype like oh this person's a murderer you know <laughs> it's like oh like it's like, it's not fun it's not fun no. at all to watch well no no it's not at all. especially like even the one that comes to mind for me is high tension which i i have you or have you seen that no um i have but, not like, no yeah i don't it was that one it had a queer main character that you root for the whole time and like I don't know if spoiler alert. Yeah, most people have seen it. it's from 2013 or 2003. Sorry, not 2003. <laughs> Just a decade later. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was also fell into one of those tropes where it's like she was so in love with like her best friend that like she just created this like murder in her head to kill everyone around them kind of thing. And it just like kind of like it's a slap in your face to finally root for someone who's queer, especially in the early 2000s, only mm. to hate them in the end. Yeah. yeah and by I mean still kind of a dope movie <laughs> i also hate like yeah there's also a, a trope like you see a lot where like they have the two girls kissing for no fucking reason yeah. when they're alone for like and then one of them dies and i'm like but that makes no sense to your plot like she's in love with this man and now like okay why what is the point of this like it's just to like oh let's get another audience because let's be real the people who watch horror like a lot especially bad slasher movies or mm. queer people i was just gonna mention that and also i don't know what it is or maybe i do know i will get into it but like i feel like yeah a lot of especially like queer men or, or no just queer people in general always like they just eat up slashers any like anything mm-hmm. slasher and i think what it is also is because for me especially when i go into a slasher you know how there's a typical jock um like the nerdy like all this stuff but there's also like that very sex positive girl in it and i feel like yeah that's what yeah we la- that because we don't have queer characters we latch onto what we would want like i would you know gravitate towards her if i was in person or something yeah and that's mm-hmm. but then i mean we're always disappointed because like she's the first again, one to die <laughs> like, they're, yeah they're like oh she had a nude scene kill her off <laughs> like, yeah like yeah we, we, you can't win <laughs> And it's always, like, at the beginning of the movie, too. That's oh the funny part. Yeah. It's always the beginning of the movie. You're just like, oh, I'm latching onto you. Ten seconds yes. later, oh, you're dead. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's you. oh, okay, you're going <laughs> on your own. You're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly. But I think that's also what Scream... Scream has a huge yeah. queer mm. fan base. Like, yeah. it's oh, huge. for sure. And it's yeah. because they use powerful women well. Like, yeah. they use... They write really good like female characters and they Go, also well, like the love of my life yeah. yes oh my and God. they also don't <laughs> fall into like the typical tropes that you see in horror where yes. like yeah they have those tropes but they're also like oh let me turn that on its head mm-hmm. and now you're like with an actual really good horror movie yeah um, oh for and, like yeah yeah i think that's why like a lot of queer people like gravitate and also it's like created by a queer men so oh my god you can yeah it was and it's so funny Rewatching scream 2 is like watching a long episode of dawson's creek oh my god <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere the music the acting the lines it, it was everything it was uh, yeah uh, I mean, scream 2 is like one of my like like top it's top i am so excited for the next scream that and, cast, yeah. That, uh, Jenna Ortega playing the queer, a queer lead oh, in it too. Yes, um, everything. Yeah. 
and that's I remember big, like yeah. I remember a few years ago going to a screen screening and it was cre- like held by queer like a queer organization and everyone in that room was pretty much queer it was so fun because like we all reacted to the same things oh yeah well also I mean the killers in the first one I yeah. mean they were mm-hmm. they were too I mean they were clearly in love with it there was like this infatuation that was like I mean you could just dissect it like for hours <laughs> like yeah yeah stew was fruity <laughs> very very and just the fact that the fact that his girlfriend was like kind of the like the very sex positive like in quotations horror character for that time mm-hmm. obviously they were together i would if i she would be my like uh beard as well like, <laughs> like she was everything. <laughs> like, my dude, you're going around here killing people with another guy? That sounds I, pretty gay to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my god. It's the way they're like, the way they're like, oh, like, stab me here. And it's like, we'll get out of this together. And be Like, no, come on. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so Antifies, fun. like, running away <laughs> together. Like, mm, okay. And, and him having mommy issues on top of it. It was just like. <laughs> it was all gay people have mommy issues. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, and the way he like even like him like uh being like, Oh like Sydney, let's have sex soon kind of everything. It was like the whole thing about it, the relationship just was yeah, it was it was sus. Yeah. <laughs> it was sus. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. It, yeah. But like even when you look at uh, I know what you did last summer. <gasps> like mm. but also like all of Ke- what everything that Kevin writes is queer coded. Yeah. yeah well that's okay I but he also yeah. like he was like the go-to guy for horror in like the early 2000s well because he knows how to write he knew how to write characters and there was a very like 90s like soap opera drama to a lot of his films like especially i know to last summer who his he knows how to create characters and he he's the definition of like when people say i need more character development in the slasher yeah he's like yeah let's fill a whole movie up with character film and then kill off your faves yeah. that's what you wanted that's what you which, asked for that's what you're getting <laughs> but which is what it should be because i yeah. should care about these characters dying yeah i should not be like okay he's dead okay like yeah. i should care i should be mad that someone dies and then like i think that's what he was so good at he was making us cared about these characters and i think that's why like freaky works so well is because yeah. we cared about every single one of these characters like even Vince Vaughn, like I was like, you better fucking survive. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, and there's also a sense of unpredictability when it comes to Kevin Williamson. Is that like even look at I know what you did last summer? Like, oh, I mean, unfortunately, to go the predictable route, and like we got the worst final girl. I mean, she wasn't the worst, but she was not good. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> I mean, but he created Helen Shivers, which, in my opinion, is yeah. like one, and also just such an icon for especially queer men, like. I'm sorry, like, she is my favorite horror character ever created. It was the pageant girl turned badass, like, the running in heels, everything about it was, like, she's, she is that bitch. She <laughs> like, is the moment. She is that <laughs> she is Sarah, Yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar as well, like, I mean, she's... I mean, in herself, a queer icon, so... I was gonna say, yeah. kind of low-key queen of the gays in her own rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, the it's getting Scooby-Doo, honestly. <laughs> oh my, oh god, that's a whole other I mean, Scooby-Doo in itself. Listen, listen. You give me Linda Cardinelli as Velma oh. and expect me to believe that this is not a queer character? Fuck off. No, no, like, both of those movies are very gay. Oh, well, they are seriously gay. They even said she was supposed to be revealed as 
a lesbian and then the network was like we can't do that the studio was like we can't do that because it was so early in the 2000s and then but today that movie comes out oh she's a lesbian like first of all velma in itself is a lesbian character um but that's another story. I could they were all gay. Them. There was not one straight person in that movie. <laughs> no. Like, I'm so Even, like, I, I remember reading a lot. There was even, like, queer themes. I mean, they already have the toxic masculinity talk with, like, Fred in it, which mm-hmm. it was just so cool. But, like, there's just queer themes in every single character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which is so yeah. awesome. I don't know. It's It also really does fall into, like, that whole, like, 2000s, late 90s kind of, like, scream. I knew it today last summer. Urban legend, even. Like... There yeah. all, there's just so many queer, so much queer coding and even just stuff to grasp onto as like queer people. Yeah. And which is so funny to think about because like stuff like that, like things that are like kind of marketed towards like kids or like younger mm. children in general that are like horror based, you know, that have so much queer coding in it. And it's so yeah. funny to look back at it now that back when like we were kids. before Anything with made- Winona Ryder in it <laughs> yeah. was queer coded. Yeah. I do not care. Like you have that woman. Like it was. You, you know what though? We can just blame all of those movies for turning teenagers nowadays. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they, that, they invented homosexuality. <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah. If you're going to blame anyone, blame them. <laughs> so today we'll talk about three movies um bloodthirsty which is a new movie coming that is out on demand right now and then we're going to talk about two what i consider classics so all cheerleaders die and jennifer's body um yeah so bloodthirsty is a new movie um does anyone want to give a small description fast of what it is yeah, so it, Bloodthirsty, directed by Amelia Moses, uh, is about Grey, an indie pop singer whose first album was like a smash hit. Uh, and she gets an invitation by this like kind of sketchy music producer at his studio in the woods, which should already tell you enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she goes there with her girlfriend, Charlie, um, and as soon as they get there, like weird stuff starts happening. Um, and that's, I feel like, I feel like that's, that's kind of like a good place to. Yeah. Because if you yeah. say more, you say spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to see it early. Um, so what did you guys think of it? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a well done modern, um, it was a very, like, it it was a good feminist werewolf story. Um, and I loved, it had really good themes of like, uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting the word? Uh, grooming, sorry. (laughs) It had really good themes of like grooming in the industry, especially like young artists coming up, um, is what I took from it. Um, especially, are we allowed to say like what? I mean, it's a werewolf story. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's a very. It's a different werewolf story, and it. It's very much raw. Like it. Like the movie Raw kind of has like the same kind of themes as that. Like, I don't. I, yeah. It was. It was good. I liked. I liked the fact that it. I think it being queer actually it added to the story and the characters. Um, but also like it could have easily been. A straight story as well, I guess. It didn't it it didn't Yeah, it wasn't at a purpose, it was just there. It was just there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just there. Which was a nice little thing on top yeah, of it. It was refreshing. Yeah. And even in the end, I don't think it ever had to do with anything. It was just nice to see her with a girlfriend who was supportive and 
I mean, her girlfriend, yeah, was in my positive... opinion, was the best character. Yeah, she was. Let's, yeah, I was going to say, we won't get into that, because <laughs> <laughs> ride or die. In the... Oh my god, the definition. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I would have dipped out day one. <laughs> Literally. I dipped out before I'll be like, that. I'm out. <laughs> No, it was sketch. It was sketch from the beginning. I mean, the way that she, she was just invited to go to this cabin with this um, producer who already has a messy past. Um, yeah. Very messy. I won't say what it is, but it's very, very messy. Messy to the point where, like, don't even deal with that. Like, cancelable. Um, yeah. And she said, no, I'm having a hard time. And he seems like the only one. Let's do it. And I was like, yeah, no, we would have been Yikes. broken up. I would have... Had a, I would have had another partner the next day. Like, yeah, would have stayed. I, yeah. I think we were on a journey when she goes to that doctor. He's like, "No, it's the pills. You're not taking your pills." I was like, "Excuse me, sir. She's having weird ass dreams. Yeah. That's not the pills." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What kind of doctors are you?" Like, oh no, there was no good. There is no good advice being giving out throughout the runtime of this film. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> and I, I I liked the even the main character. I don't know, like I did like her, and she was very well acted. The acting is very good. Yeah, the acting, yeah, really the good. acting is very good. And the cin- the score, this it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful film to watch. Um, yeah, the ending, uh, even if like if you stick through it till that point, like I had like pacing problems, and the climax have, isn't yeah. as the climax isn't as exciting as it could be. But for what but it is, and ending, for the money, yeah. yeah. The for the money that really they had yeah. yeah it's i don't know like i liked it but i'm also like it could have been so much better if they had like yeah. i would have cut probably 15 minutes of it at some point i was bored but yeah i think my biggest problem with it is i don't know who the audience is for this <laughs> yeah like it's like i don't know if werewolf fans are gonna like it i don't know if like i just don't know where the audience is it's a very like it's not even genre bending. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it's playing at a film festival that me and Alex are both going to Inside Out in Ontario. Um, and I'm like, is there an audience for Inside Out for that movie? I don't yeah. know. Because Inside Out is very like drama oriented yeah. movies usually. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see like the response of it. I think it's a good, like it's a good step in the right direction in terms of queer horror. Because like yeah. the relationship was the main aspect of it, really. But also, mm-hmm. it was not like, oh, they're queer. That's why they're suffering. Yeah, yeah, which was refreshing. And I think also, I think why I can't pinpoint like an audience for this is because it's usually you think of queer horror. It's been very campy. It's very like mm. the films we talk about later. Like they're very campy and they're very over the top and like they're they're not subtle. <laughs> at all (laughs) this movie is very subtle and it's not in your face at all and it's very slow burn and which i can respect i love that i think that's what i think i actually that's what i liked about it yeah i think for me i i had a hard time kind of feeling for gray yeah like yes like (laughs) relating to her character especially when charlie her girlfriend like was making a lot of sense to me (laughs) um (laughs) so she ended up being like the only character that was like okay i i want you i want nothing but good things for you yeah um and so i feel like like mentioning like who who is this like for like what is the audience i feel like i think 
Yeah, I feel I like think, people yeah. that like love lichens, like love werewolf content, mm. it it may not be for them, but I think that they may appreciate where this went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like for like queer people in general, they would probably like this. Um, and like for those that may not like horror, then this this could probably be like a good thing for you to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed um, it, and when I yeah. don't like horror, it's not gory that much. Like, yeah, which I think it should have been more gory. Yeah, yes, I agree. I agree. I, I feel think, like they kind yeah. of went into it, it. It is a horror film, but I feel like there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough gore. There wasn't enough scary element. There wasn't enough horror for me personally. Um, where it had me invested, if that makes sense. I, I agree with that. And I think that's where the slow burn is kind of a problem here. Because when you think of slow burn horror, especially, you have to have a fiery and kind of like a bigger climax, like Hereditary, Midsummer. Mm. Like where they lack in horror, they make up for it in like either effects, gore, yeah. um, uh, just like mental gains. Whereas this one, it didn't capitalize enough on the horror it kind of like sprinkled it in and been like take it for what it is yeah yeah um i will give it props for its effects though like when they Mm -hmm. did it i mean they they didn't play around (laughs) yeah they you can tell that they spent a lot of their budget on this you can tell that's where it went yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um overall it's a fine movie i don't think it's gonna reinvent anything but I, it was definitely, a, it was a good addition um, into queer horror, and it was, it's definitely like, there. like I said, there. I don't know who the audience is for, but I know there is an audience for these types of films out there. It also reminds me a little bit of uh, Ginger Snaps. Oh, yes, very much. So. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. But yeah. again, like, Ginger Snaps as well is kind of campy as well, which is like, to its, like, benefits. Yeah, this one was really <laughs> grounded, like, in terms yeah. of, <clears throat> sorry, in terms of tone. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was very grounded, which I liked because it's different than what we usually see. Um, but also I think it it didn't help it all the time because you're a horror like it's a werewolf story and like it didn't always work with keeping the tone so grounded. But I can see what they were trying to do and I applauded because I know how hard it can be. But yeah. Yeah, on that point as well, I just don't think the characters had enough personality. I think yeah. that's where if you're gonna have a character-driven film, you have to like Gray. I like I don't even remember. I didn't even remem- remember her name really. Alex wrote a review for the Underscene, and I text him. I'm like, "Who the hell is this character?" And he's like, "That's a main character." I'm like, "That's not her name." What did I call her? I, call, I don't I called remember. her Iris <laughs> or something like this. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "That's not her name." Yeah. Oh my god. I got the girl. I the girlfriend. I I ate that up. I loved her. I mean, she was badass. She didn't even really do anything. She no, just that's yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're badass. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing she did was make sense. That's what she <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. yeah, but also you sense. also kind of need that character, right? Because she was a straight character, like mm-hmm. which is yeah. funny because she's a queer character. Yeah. But <laughs> she was the straight man to Gray, where she was there to like ground everything in reality and be like, "What the fuck is happening right now? Why are we still here?" Actually, I think like the you mentioned that like she was the straight man character to her i actually now that i think about this is why it worked better for it being queer is because like i cannot picture this like predicament that we're in and a 
like a straight boyfriend helping her in any way. Yeah. He would he would be dead before her. Yeah. He would like this he guy would try would, to be yeah. the big guy and try and take care of it and he would die right away. Oh, the guy's body would have disappeared in the first act <laughs> and she would carry on with her life. Literally. <laughs> and I think that's why I don't I don't care for Grey a lot because no. there's just a lack of like care. She there. didn't seem concerned that why was happening in front of us and no. I was like, "Ma'am, Ma'am. She, she also didn't really actually care. That was my thing. She didn't care to get better. She was like just accepting that these pills helped her. She was accepting mm-hmm. that this man was going to help her. And really, he just like continuously made things worse. And she's like, he's good for me. No. <laughs> I, but also, I think that's where the grooming story comes in, which I did like, is yeah. because he was very much so like shaping her. Yeah. And it was never to anywhere good. <laughs> like, he was that's trying to unleash yeah. a part of her that was like, there's a reason this isn't out yet. And, uh, you know, the guy was just a dick. <laughs> I didn't he like him. <laughs> <laughs> that actor plays villains all the time. And it's so fun to watch. He's he great. great. He's great. Yeah. Like, it's his look. It's He, like, looks at you and you're like, oh, damn it, I'm dying tonight. Like, <laughs> no, like, if I walked in there, I'd be like, damn, like, I at least want one good meal before you ended. Like, <laughs> and he did. He fed them. Good. <laughs> But I don't know. It was, it, it was, I felt like it was a consistent film, but I don't know if it was consistent in the best way. I can see that. Yeah. 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 But, um, no, I did. I, it had good themes. It had, the actors were fantastic and I liked the last 15 minutes are very well done. Yeah. The last 15, it's a good closing for the the movie in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you I can... just, yeah, I just think it's been done better before with, like, especially Raw. I think it was almost too close to Raw, whereas, like, and I don't like comparing films a lot, but, like, it was just, I mean, Raw is, if you're going to, like, pull from that, like, Raw is a very strong thing to pull from. Mm. Yeah. I haven't watched it. And you have to have enough, like, new, like, enough, like, reinvention, like, in your script and your story if you're going to do that almost. True. Mm-hmm. But... No, I thought the production was really good. Yeah. Yeah, so you can watch Bloodthirsty uh, on demand, or if you're in Ontario, you'll be able to watch it uh, during the Inside Out Film Festival, which starts on the 27th. Um, okay, now my personal favorite, All Cheerleaders <laughs> Die. It's probably my favorite horror movie. It really? is camp- Oh, it's campy, it's stupid. I'm still waiting for that sequel. If we never it's, get a sequel, I I'm gonna be I don't pissed. know how I go on with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're past the point of sequel. Oh yeah, like... yeah, we are. <laughs> we fully are. Yeah. Um, Do I don't even know how to. Desc- I don't even know how to describe it. Um, <laughs> it's this group of cheerleaders um, with this one girl who like has some tragic things happen in her past, and she decides to go and join the cheerleaders. And then one night something happens and it becomes kind of like, I don't even know how, like the zombies. <laughs> like, they're, they're so like undead. Weird. Yeah, they're <laughs> undead. It's, and then they just start killing each other. It's, it's the weirdest movie you will watch, but it works. It fucking works. And it's well, so it, clear. Yeah. It's a really good revenge story because basically they are like kind of attacked and like driven to their death by this like group of what are they? Are they football? Football team. Yeah, yeah the jocks. Yeah. Yeah, the football team. And like they're very like, yeah, they were very evil and they, and it's like 
this witchy girl that brings them back and like mm-hmm. they yeah. kind of like have this hunger for flesh and like they're all kind of like tied together and yeah it's yeah uh, they need like the they they need each other to survive they need each other to survive yeah yeah they're like a unit now yeah which huh. it's it's so good like it's super campy it's a very b movie but it was it was also like one of the first times i feel like i watched a film and there was more than one of the main group that would that was like a queer character. Like I saw, yeah. what was it? What was it? Three out of five of them of the girls were like gay yeah, because or like the at main, least yeah. Yeah. queer presenting. The main girl hooks up with one of the cheerleaders, and then but she also has her ex girlfriend, which is the witch kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like, like the main girl, Caitlin Stacy. Um, I was about to say that's why I watched in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also like a queer woman playing. Or, I don't know. I think they're non-binary, she- so. Oh, yeah, oh, I know oh, they're okay. queer. Let me go check, but um, because I've like I've known Caitlin, Stacy. Um, I've known them from the TV show Rain. Oh Ooh, yeah, right. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me. I know check. them from a queer show on Netflix um, called Please Like Me, which is also I think one of it's one of my favorite shows. It's just incredibly written. Yeah, um, no. So she's she's uh consider herself uh like n- n- whatever. So she's oh, okay. openly fluid, so kind of like openly she, okay. But she says, like, if she has to put a label, it would be pansexual. Mm. But yeah, so that's what I remember watching. It's because like it was a queer horror movie with like a queer lead, which I really loved. I love going on Letterboxd for this film too, because all the reviews are like, "This is like Jennifer's body or Jennifer's body's like gayer cousin." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's true. <laughs> Like, it's completely true because you can see yeah. like the it's clearly inspired by yeah 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 it's clear inspired and like the fact that it ends with a teaser for a sequel we never get god oh it's it, so annoying yeah but like i get why we never got it it probably did really badly in terms oh. of like money wise oh for sure because there's <laughs> no way people saw this in theater i saw it illegally like <laughs> yeah. did it even go to theaters did it go i, I don't i probably did but like probably limited or something like that. I, it yeah. just did everything right, in my opinion. It did like its characters were so good. They were unapologetic. Even like the bitchy yeah. like cheerleaders were developed. Yeah. Like it was good yeah. characters and like the horror like, was very well done. Mm-hmm. It balanced yeah. horror comedy very well, and like it had a really good aspect. It was, funny. Aspect. It was yeah. funny. Like yeah. it was really funny. It's like one of these movies where like you watch and you think, okay, it's just a horror movie, and then it ends up like having you laugh the whole time. I'm like, okay, yeah. like. Well, well, I went in because I heard it was queer horror, but I'm like, I feel like this can be one of those ones where it's like, oh, it's just like girls fighting back. Let's let's just say it's gay because it's girls fighting back, and like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of like a lot of films like that have been labeled queer horror when it's just because like you know the gay is going to eat it up, which is true. That's fine. Um, yeah, but no, I went and then this one, everyone was gay. Like, I swear, half the guy, the half the guys were probably gay. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like and they were just like, uh, let's just attack the girls because like the scary man's telling us to. I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. But uh, that scene where like they all die it was fucking like I was like, what the fuck is happening? The way like it was yeah. shot, mm-hmm. and I, I think like it, you can tell it's a B movie. They didn't have a lot of money, but it shot well. Um. 
Yeah, and there's just so many iconic lines in it. (laughs) Um, There's, like, one line that I have to read out loud that is, like, enough to get anyone who's listening just watch this movie after you hear this line. Because the moment they say it, it's, like, yeah, it's it's insane. It's just incredible. Like, I don't know who wrote it, but, like, good for you. Um, What is it? I'm I'm looking right. Hold on. Just give me a second. I thought you had it, like, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I know. I was like, let's like, go. I want to know I'm which like, one he's talking about. Yeah, I'm, like, running through uh, Letterboxd right now. Oh, Letterboxd. <laughs> it's, it's, like, in half the reviews. Um, my lord. My lord. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Yes, this is it. It's, like, when, um, when they're... Because, like, whenever, like, somebody eats something, it's very, like, it's very pleasurable. They're, they, like, have this... What is it? Like, an intense orgasm, even? kind of yeah yeah it's kind of either way they can feel it they feel each other and then the first time it happens like one of the characters runs up to someone she's like oh my god what what just happened what was that and and the girl goes somebody got fucked somebody got killed and i'm going to pee right now and and she closes her locker and walks away and the girl's like excuse me (laughs) yeah and i'm like you know what oscar goes (laughs) to Yeah. Yeah, they do have orgasm, like, but it's like if one of them eats, every single girl's feel it. (gasps) No, no, that wasn't it. It was one of them was having sex in the bathroom. Yes, and they all feel it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then the other one was eating one of the guys, and and they were all just like they were all linked emotionally, like true because of that. The the which is never explained how she has those powers to bring them back. There's a lot that's unexplained. Even, <laughs> I, I'm not even asking questions. I don't. No, care. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a movie like this, you don't, you don't need to ask questions. Oh my god, no. <laughs> like, and it's not even like noticeable how like many. I don't even know if it's missing pieces or that they just never. Ex- I mean, I guess if they don't explain that, it, it's kind of a missing piece. But yeah. uh, it, it, you don't think about it. You're just like these characters are so much fun to watch, and like, and the villains are fantastic they're like the easiest people to root against and Mm. which makes it that much better it's just like i think it's a really well-written film because it it knows what it is it never pretends to be anything else than a movie called all cheerleaders die yeah (laughs) like it's the type yeah (laughs) and i feel like for for people that have never seen this movie or have no idea what it is so it's a remake of is the 2013 it? remake yes. yeah of the original one that's from 2001 oh yeah. that was very low budget is um, it made by the same people with like this or it's like i, I think so isn't it they remade uh, their own th- movie with more money i think i think either they did or they also wait hold on let me look it up i'm yeah. googling it too um, yeah it's what? lucky McKee. Yeah. it's lucky mckee and he yeah it, he did or is it uh, this premiered yeah. at diff yeah yeah what it's a perfect yeah it's a perfect midnight madness movie movie for sure (laughs) wow so i did not know it was a remake of their own movie yeah i've never i've never seen the 2001 one but i think it's like i think that one probably looked more like a student film Mm, probably Mm -hmm. i don't know i saw the poster and i was like that's not for me yeah you put them both side by side then you'd be like oh, oh wow i just look at the, po- the, the poster for the first movies. one yeah, yeah it's a different cast too yeah mm-hmm. which makes sense because when you have a bigger budget you get like better yeah. actors um or actors are more what well i wouldn't say they're well known but 
Yeah. I mean, what, uh, yeah, the main girl, um, Caitlin, she is, a. she's, I feel, is she, I think she's Australian too. I think she's more. Yeah, well she's known. Australian. Yeah. She's, she's well known in Australia for sure. She's been in some good yeah. stuff though, yeah. She's yeah, she was actress, like in. Yeah. She was in the Sleepover Club. She was in Neighbors, which is really big in Australia. She was in Tomorrow When the War Began, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, she's, and then she's, yeah, she's got America. Was, yeah, so America. Her hard. big break was Rain. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, which, I haven't seen that, but like, oh uh, my god, that show! I love her, and every and she has a, like one of those filmographies that like even she she's also in a couple horror movies that are fantastic too. She, yeah, she has a really good filmography to, like, check out, and, like, she's very likable. Yeah, she is. Her look, like, she's so charming. Yeah. It's, it's a good, like, it's one that I rewatch a lot, too, that movie. Yeah. Where I'm like, like, uh, I want to watch something funny, but also, like, something that is gay, so. Yeah. And you know what it is, too? It's, it's very much a comfort film. It's very much, like, when you're sitting there and you're like, damn, I want to watch a horror movie. I do this all the time. Like, I want to watch a horror movie. (laughs) But I also want at least one gay character in it. And I'm always like, I, I've overwatched Freaky at this point. Because I'm just like, I mean, you can only watch it so many times before I'm like, okay, take a break. But yeah. this is one that you don't think about all the time. And when you go back to it, you realize why you keep watching it at random mm-hmm. in Chile. It's just, you have so much fun with it. Great climax, great characters. Um, it's just a fun story. And it's just easy to love. It is. It's also it's like aged well. well. It's aged yeah. well. It, the jokes still land. It's yeah. not like it's like I'm sure there's still problematic shit in it because it's like mid to. I don't like, know. I, I watched. I watched it recently, and it. I. I never. I was never watching it, being like, "Oh, that's cringe." I can't believe okay. that. Like, yeah, it was. It was very. I. It was one of those movies that like ages well with its like cult classic. Uh, it is a cult classic, like yeah, for it's, sure. It's yeah. It's like the lower budget Jennifer's body treatment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a good way to segue into yes. the the, yes. the the cold classic that is Jennifer's <laughs> body. <laughs> what I a feel film. like I feel like if if you've seen Jennifer's body, I don't uh, even think we need to describe then, what it is. <laughs> then you would love uh, for sure all yes. Yeah, um, yes. because there's a lot. There's I mean, it's very inspired by Jennifer's. Body, yeah, but basically, it's kind of like the same thing where um, you have two best friends. Uh, who are queer coded as well, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, queer coded in quotations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting. But uh, you have Jennifer, of course, who is played by Megan Fox, the great Megan Fox, the one and only. <laughs> one uh, and only. Yeah. Her and her best friend, uh, Needy, which Lesnicky. is like, um, <laughs> played by Amanda Seyfried. Love, love, love Amanda. But uh, they go to a bar and some some fucked up shit happens. Yep. Uh, just like with all cheerleaders die. It's always fucked up shit happening. Um, and Jennifer has a demon take over her. And she starts to eat people, specifically guys. Yeah, so basically Talk, she's sacrificed yeah. she's sacrificed in a virgin ritual, but she's not a virgin. Yeah. Which is why so, she comes back as a demon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> it's I, like that movie to me is like the definition of cult classic today. And can we talk about this cast though? Like I know. Oh, Adam Brody, Megan, like, Adam yeah. Brody, yeah. J.K. Simmons, Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Chris Pratt, even though like yeah. there for like a hot second, <laughs> like like I don't like the man, but like the fact that he's just randomly in this. Yeah, movie. he's in like the he was like in, he's like in the part at the bar where like he she goes into the bar and you see Chris Pratt and he's like. I think he might even flirt with her, and you're like, yeah, he does. You would, yeah. you would find Chris Pratt at this bar. Like, <laughs> it feels flirting with so people that are too young, young like, and yeah, and just not interested. I'm so sorry if someone's listening to this. They're like, oh my god, I love Chris Pratt. I'm sorry. I yeah, yeah. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> it's move on. <laughs> it's Anyways. not 2009 anymore. <laughs> yeah. I I don't like Jennifer's Body is one of those movies that I think now the internet just decided it's the the movie where well, like it didn't get good response at first. First of all, the marketing for that movie was I was about to mention that. Yeah. Um, but no, the marketing was almost I think they were doing what they thought was right for it. They were marketing it as a showcase for Megan Fox's body and, and that's really what it was. And I think they were trying to bring in everyone with that. Like, especially yeah. in an era of, like, Transformers. It was very, like, a lot of the shots were very, like, Well, they focused. were trying to get the male audience, which wouldn't have had gone. Because it's very feminist. Oh, my God, no. Oh, like, yeah. It's a very I mean, feminist movie. It's very, like, it's a, yeah. like, very well, like, written about, like, women and the treatment of women. And- well, it's, it's this bisexual woman who's going after toxic men who are mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know... Don't need and married. I think that's why, like, they marketed it the way that they did. Yeah. But it also killed the movie the yes. way they marketed. Because yeah, people because went they in false advertised, thinking mm-hmm. that this was going to be this movie, and then they were like, "That's not what I watched," and like men hated it. And at the time, most critics were white men, which yeah, not this very much so, but it's getting better. And like, so the critics were like, "Don't watch this." So people were like, "Okay," and then it came out on DVD, and like women started watching yeah. it and were like excuse me yeah they're like wait a minute <laughs> yeah. because i didn't wa- i didn't watch that movie in theaters i watched it i pr- it probably aired on tv at some point and that's when i watched it and i was like this is dope this is okay, like, yeah. really- <laughs> it was one of yeah but it was also one of those movies where like you see it when your friends would go to when you're a kid like especially you're like a young gay kid who's like in the closet and you're like mm. your friend's like oh my god megan fox looks so hot and blah, blah, blah. You're, like, <laughs> yeah like, yeah like i want to see that and then you go see it and it's like gay panic the whole time you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait yeah. shut the front door <laughs> i'm not in love with this girl i just want to be your best friend <laughs> Like, I will find people for you to eat. Like, yes, no, it. seriously, I will help you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will line the bitches up on the side. We can do it. <laughs> like, like a buffet. Like a buffet. Yes. It's, like, uh, and, and, like, you've seen a lot of articles come out since about, like, how it deserved better. Um, and, like, a, the, just by who it's written and directed, like, yeah. Diablo oh my God, Cody wrote it and, and directed by Karen Kurosawa. Oh, my God which iconics uh iconic and like it's one of those movies that now i'm just like oh this movie deserves better another one that premiered at tiff it did shoot itself in the foot though and also like i think back to the advertising and how they did advertise it a lot to men like especially horror fans and you know come see i i don't know i feel like they did advertise the kissing scene oh they did Um, Yes, yeah. because, because a lot of my friends think back, a lot of my friends, um, a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are like even straight guys and 
they knew the scene. They didn't know the movie. It was like that black swan treatment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like the same thing where they marketed yeah. that kiss but in, to get I, the straight man inside the theater. But also, it's like at this point, it kind of shoots itself in the foot because like it kind of like doesn't help for movies like that to be made after that. Like how, because people are going to go in, it's going to get shit on. And then like, we want more movies like that, but how are we supposed to have more movies like that? If you're not targeting, what? you should nowadays you should be tar- like, I just wish they would target more of its audience and know your audience. Like yeah. it, there was an yeah. audience out there for this film, but they weren't exposed to it because they of the were marketing. trying to get them inside because that the thing is, they were trying to get the people that would spend money to go to the theater. Yes. And like whether or not we want to admit it, straight white men are usually what go who goes to the theater. Yeah. And spend the most money at the theater. So for them that was a good thing. But also it's not who the movie was made for. Like no. and like <laughs> the movie had really a renaissance during the Me Too movement or the Me Too movement yes. because it was classified as like this feminist cold classic horror movie. It was and very, I, yeah, and it was also very kind of a sexual assault story done very well. It is, like, yeah. It, it, they didn't glorify, there wasn't, they didn't have to show a sexual assault for us to know this is messed up and what's happening mm-hmm. to her is, like, so violating. And it wasn't, distur- it was a disturbing scene, but they never had to show anything, really. And they do all yeah. of this to get, to be a better band, and I'm like, that's why you do all of this, you sacrifice a virgin for this? Yes, I don't know if we mentioned that, but yeah, it is this band who came to town, and yeah. They basically were hunting for a virgin to sacrifice, and they picked the wrong girl. Um, <laughs> she does or the, or the right one, or the right one. <laughs> she does like lead them on to believe yeah. that they, that she is, um, but yeah. which is understandable because she's like a, a teenager. Like, yeah, and with she, a she wants to like yeah, which I'm like yeah. it's fine, um, but yeah. But, but it's like it? them, yeah. like the band itself. That's like, oh, you guys are gross. Like Adam oh, Brody is really getting yeah. cast lifted right as like this, <laughs> <laughs> like twice like, though. I, I don't know if it's that like he. Everyone knows he's a nice guy, so he can do it. But like, is that even his rap? Like, I love Adam Brody, but I, I love mean, Adam Brody. Like, I love like, Adam Brody. Brody but I think like, he's cool. a he's a comfortable man to cast as that because everyone you. I mean. You're not going to go out of the film and be like, ew, I hate Adam Brody. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, even after that, I was like, damn, I love Adam Brody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because um, when, it, like, was the OC still on the air when this dropped? Um, I never watched it, so I don't know. The, I, so this was I feel 2009. Like it was like just ended. Let me yeah. see. Like, Jennifer's Body is 2009. Yes. Nine. The OC ended in 2007. Never Seven. Mind. So, okay, he was yeah. like off the OC. Could you imagine if that dropped during the OC? Oh, go to people the in shambles. See, like Jeff <laughs> Cohen doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a mess. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do th- with themselves. <laughs> They'd be like, Seth, no. Okay, but can we talk about the friendship between Needy I and I love Jennifer? that friendship. Yeah, it's like, very interesting. It's 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 very... a relationship. It's not a friendship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, even like <laughs> what? God. Um. Even like there's a sex scene with Needy and her boyfriend, and the whole time. Needy's just not. She's just kind of like she doesn't give. She's a shit. out of it. <laughs> she's thinking. She's thinking about Jennifer. About Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the best line. This is this movie has one of the best and most iconic lines ever. It's just like when Needy is like finally confronting Jennifer, and Jennifer's like, "I'm gonna kill you," and Needy's like, "I thought you only went for men," and she's like, "I go both ways." <laughs> it just like flattens you. It just flattens you, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" I, yeah, I remember like, at that point. <laughs> 
the resurgence that Jennifer's body had, like especially on Twitter, where I would just see that clip or that gif, like all the time. Yeah, I think like this year was uh, like in 2019, I had like a big resurgence for the anniversary. Yeah, and then I think this year too, because there was a lot of like around Halloween, a lot of articles came out about it. Like Mm -hmm. I even wrote one, um, where like I think every Halloween you see the resurgence of it, and now with Megan Lake's career taking off again. Yeah, which I'm so happy. She deserves, yeah, and like you can see a lot of people being like, "This is her best role," which it is. It is, and like Megan Fox got the raw end of the deal with Transformer. And then she was pigeonholed into this like sexy role mm-hmm. all the time, and that was the first time where they were like, "No, she can actually act the fuck out." Yeah, but also, which isn't I mean, to say like she can like yeah. can't like act and be sexy. Yeah, at the same no, time. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but also this was such a refreshing film because rewatching it, I mean, a movie like that, which I mean, without its feminist themes and or themes and everything. Usually movies like this are made by men because, like, you can definitely feel even from the trailer, it's like you feel the male gaze on it. Mm-hmm. But but it's not they, filled with that they, male no, gaze. No, I was about yeah. to say they never like use her body. There's no n- nudity from her. There's no. They never like use her body as kind of like the weapon, the drawing. It's very. Yeah. It, I mean, there's maybe two scenes where you then kind of tease it, but it cuts away so fast that like you the don't kissing need to scene see it. is the most sexualized one. And yeah. even yeah. and when you look at it in the context of the movie, it's like it's not filmed and through the male gaze. No, yeah. it's, which is rare. Yeah, and also just that scene. It's just like I just want them to date and end up together. I want this to be a love story. I mean, yeah. Amanda <laughs> and Megan both wanted that too. Like yes. even today, they keep talking about it. Yeah, Jennifer deserved better. <laughs> and like, it, it's so funny because like thinking about about that movie now. It's just, like, that kiss was, like, very different from how, like, Jennifer was interacting with men. Yeah. Yes. So it's just, like, okay, Jennifer, we we know what you're about, man. Like, and also, you don't have to pretend. Yeah, the way she flirts with Needy as well. Like, in the all, whole, t- all the whole the time. time. Yeah. All the time. The whole time is, like, Needy yeah. very, like, she's in bed. She loves Jennifer. Like, there's no way around it. The way she looks at her, even at the pub at the beginning. The way yeah, see, class- that's the, like, I think that's why I love this movie. It's because even before Jennifer becomes, like, this demon, she's still flirting with Needy. Like, they are yeah. fully flirting when they're at yeah. the bar. And it's only when Jennifer sees the man that she's like, oh, let me go take advantage of this. But also, Jennifer doesn't like her boyfriend. Jennifer talks shit about her boyfriend yeah, all the time. I mean, and- <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would too. Uh- <laughs> but like, Needy is also like, every time her boyfriend speaks, she's like, okay, can you just stop for a second? <laughs> can you just not say anything? She's like, who let me speak? <laughs> every time he talks, she's like, but Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she just, they love each other. And it's very like, even if it's like very needy, kind of like, not even being, like, looking up to Jennifer. And Jennifer kind of, like, uses Needy in her own ways. But at the end of the day, Jennifer's character did love Needy. She would have never hurt Needy if Needy didn't be like, you're killing my boyfriend who's boring as fuck anyway. Like, Like, it was, yeah. I don't know. It was, everything about it was right. (laughs) It's one of these movies that I love to rewatch. With yeah. people who have not seen it yet, and they they, yeah. like, they they watch it and they they're like, I don't want to watch this because they think it's that like the way it was marketed, and then they watch mm-hmm. it, they're like, Oh, that's not what I assumed it was, and yeah. that's like the best thing about this movie is because it was marketed so wrong that now that people discover it, they're like, Oh, actually, this is fucking dope. Yeah, and I think as far as representation goes as well, I think it also was like 
it's kind of like represent it's kind of the representation we're looking for like in terms of like queer characters and like i mean more blatantly queer yeah. characters yeah would be nice. it's, it was it's still very, very much coding. Coding. like yeah it's quid co- queer coding um, a lot but it's kind of, these are the types of movies these are the types of stories you want it's the type of stories that, like it's it's yeah i don't know it's it's everything that i want now but like they're kind of trying to make but still not making it nothing yeah. hits harder than jennifer's body <laughs> like <laughs> it just hits every right spot and i, and I just feel want like, it again i feel like to kind of like bring all of this like full yeah. circle um i i feel like because of how well received it is now that if if more like people that are into film and into horror films especially just kind of we're like okay well we can have queer characters and we can have them we can have them be evil like that's not yes that's not the problem like we want to see more stories in horror that aren't just you know the final girl and her boyfriend yeah um but like you know maybe like unrequited love that isn't Mm -hmm. like violent but just you know the same thing with needy and jennifer where you have two best friends who you know it's a very interesting relationship but at the end of the day like you have a character that is you know not so good but you yeah. still root for them, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, very flawed. And also, I think another thing with just representation is that, like, I don't even... It, they don't need to be, like, like the main character like the main character or anything. Like, I just want to watch a slasher and, like, see uh, just a queer person being queer and yeah. without having any anything to do with the story. Like, I, I was reading this article earlier about Final Destination, and the guy who wrote it, I believe he wrote it or created it, but he actually did, like, there were supposed to be queer characters and more um, uh, people of color in the films as well. But at that time, they just wouldn't allow it. Like, and I think that's also scary for, it's also, like, a lot of writers now. Like, even if they write something that's queer, I mean, it's hard to get anything made with more than one queer main character in horror. Yeah. Like, mm. it's, or have, like, three gay characters on screen. It's very much, like how much can the general audience take before they're like, this is too gay. Yeah. And Which is sad. Change. It needs to, yeah, it needs yeah. to change. And there's also, I mean, there's still a lack of representation for trans people in horror, um, non-binary characters. People all, with disabilities. Yeah. People with disabilities. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, we, we should be past the point where like all of our horror stories now with queer characters are like white men and white women or like, mm-hmm. and especially cis men, men and women. It's just like, we are we've had enough of that like it's just like we're getting like textbook queer characters now who fit like i mean just the white gay men and i think we're it's time to move past that yes it is yeah Yeah. there's so many different ways to like expand the genre that is horror yes at this point where there's there's just kind of no excuse yeah Yeah. and, and there are people who want to tell these stories it's whether or not they're able to or allowed to yeah by studios producers it's just like it's i mean there's enough there's so many stories out there to be told it's just like it's hard to get them on the screen because of money and distribution and all that yeah and it's sad but um i mean we are doing better i mean look at bloodthirsty bloodthirsty just came out and it had no reason to be queer except for the fact that it was and it was it was 
uh, like unapologetically queer didn't need to be talked about, um, which is nice. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a step forward. It's gonna get like hopefully it keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. Um, but even like I mean, we even see like Scream Five is about to introduce an openly queer character also into it, and it's like big movies like that can also introduce like gay characters into the stories like later on in their series. Um, yeah. It's just like we need bigger films to open up the leeway and I think Screen 5 will allow that to happen because it already has a huge fan base yeah. and now they're going to be exposed that night. I think it's two women of color who are actually playing. Yeah, it's that's what I was it looking at. Like, it's a very diverse cast yeah. um, and like it's also like returning of like David Arquette, Nave Campbell, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox but it's also like, yeah, it's a lot of people of color that are in it, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also like the thing about queer horror, it needs to be not about queer suffering. Yes. And Absolutely. more about like, that. I think that's why I enjoy Bloodthirsty is because it wasn't mm. about that. Like it wasn't queer suffering coded and everything. But yeah, absolutely. It's It's getting there. I mean, just like any queer content, it's getting there. It's just super slow. Yeah, it's yeah. there's a lot to move past, and hopefully, you know, we'll be allowed to do that one day. <laughs> it's all yeah, it's all about what's allowed now. It's yeah, and what it and again, like I said, it's what they think the general public can handle. And that's the general disgusting. public can handle a lot, but they can handle a lot. Yeah. They just like it's all about money. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, it's all it's all about money. money. Yeah, so. Well, that is it for us. Um, you, thank you, Alex. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for Alex. Me for on. Coming. Yes. Of course. Yeah, I know we have discussion about horror, so I knew you would be a good guest for this. Yes. one. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's just awesome to also just see a podcast and be on it that like kind of like gives highlight to like representation, all different genres and ways. And uh, yeah, thanks for making it. Thanks for having me on. So, what are we talking about next week? <sighs> what if sadly okay. Next week we're talking about the bullfight. Um, <laughs> I love how you said sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I say sadly because guys, I love the bull type, but I also hate a lot of the things that it does. And we're gonna get into that next week. Yeah. So next week is gonna be the bull type since the new season is starting. Um, which is the last season. And yeah, so come back next week. We'll have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. I, I do not I watch the bull type anymore, so we'll get into that next week so thank you for being here and then we'll see you next week bye guys bye